Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. We love our dogs. They love to race. Check out grnz.co.nz for everything New Zealand Greyhounds. This is Dog Speed with Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts on ECNZ. Good afternoon. Welcome into Kiri Kiri. Yes, Dog Speed for this Sunday afternoon. It is the Sunday after the Saturday night before the Saturday night that was... Greyhound Racing New Zealand Awards Night in Christchurch at the Christchurch Town Hall. I was there trying to sound big and bright. So was this man, Dan Roberts. I'm just trying to work out there. Dan, I'm, I'm squinting at the screen there. You're wearing sunglasses inside, are you? <laughs> no, I've taken them off, mate. I've taken them off. Hey, we're going to recap the awards today, of course, and talk to uh, a couple of the uh, the big winners on the night. But just a, a general feel from you, Dan. How was How was your night? How did it feel to you? Yeah, great night, Ros. I reckon the MC was outstanding as well, to be oh, fair. Oh, here we go. Bit of, here we go. <laughs> bit of a comedy act going on up front, but no, it was a great night all round. I wasn't fishing for that. Just for the people out <laughs> there, yes, I did MC the awards last night. Uh, look, thanks to the uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, crew, the, uh, the staff and people who got that organised. It's not easy organising anything at the moment. Uh, just the way things are, but um, thought it went off uh, extremely well. So well done to uh, Angela Adamson and and all of those from Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, office who uh, put in, and uh, yeah, they'll be packing up and packing down uh, today as well. And I uh, tell you what, there's some pretty skillful uh, technicians in behind the scenes too, uh, Dan, uh, from, from Shipley Sound and Vision, who were um, doing some pretty good stuff for us as well. Um, thought we'd run through the awards, but before we get there... Probably the most intriguing thing of the night, the most unexpected thing for me and possibly for you, Dan, is that you ended up on stage polishing a prosthetic leg. Now, how did that come about? Oh, William Pike, but not the William Pike we all uh, probably know and have come to love uh, as a jockey in Australia. William Pike, well, he's a writer and he's developed his own, he's got his own book and uh, quite an inspirational bloke. And he told us. Uh, very traumatic story about how he lost his leg and then uh, requested someone go up on stage and, and give it a bit of a, give his prosthetic leg a bit of a polish up. I was worried that, that someone was <laughs> yeah. going to pour red wine in it for a minute there. <laughs> yes, well, that was looking likely as well. Um, an odd experience. Thought you did it very well, actually, uh, uh, Dan, but um, was, was it kind of everything you expected uh, taking off and putting back on a prosthetic leg? <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure. I've never really imagined what that experience would be like. They're quite heavy, though. They are quite heavy. But um, okay. no, an experience I'll probably uh, hold with me for a long time. I'd imagine. Yes. No. Well, you made it look very light. So you're clearly a very strong <laughs> young man, Dan. Um, but uh, yes, it was good to have William Pike there last night talking about the uh, William Pike challenge that he set up, inspiring uh, thousands of kids uh, around the country, and uh, inspired by. 
his own adversity, as Dan said there, um, losing a leg after um, getting through an eruption on Mount Rupehu. Uh, to the awards themselves, Dan, now we're going to be talking to Gary Cleave very shortly on the show. Gary, the trainer of No Keeper, who was announced as the overall Greyhound of the year. He was already a lock-in for Steyer. Uh, and then he also picked up New Zealand bred over Opawa Superstar and Charlotte Lou. And I guess at that point, Dan, uh, once that was determined between No Keeper and Superstar, it was obvious who the overall dog of the year was going to be. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope they've got plenty of space in the mantelpiece. Uh, somewhat become the the cleave show uh, in the latter parts of the evening, and uh, obviously no keeper probably deservedly so took taking three of the three of the top awards. So well done to them. Yeah, just uh, tremendous, and we'll talk to, to uh, Gary shortly about just what it means to him. Uh, there, there were some categories, and they were determined by a, a panel of, of seven as opposed to a points basis, uh, Dan and. One of the tightest categories it seemed on paper was the Sprinter of the Year, and there were five nominations, and they were all pretty reasonable um, that uh, that they were good enough, obviously, to, to be named as finalists. It became a unanimous decision uh, that Typhoon Tim was Sprinter of the Year. Now I'm on that panel, but I, I must admit I, I was surprised it was unanimous. It looked quite tight on paper. Yeah, definitely. Um, five top-line sprinters there, and, and I think you said last night, how good would it be to chuck all five of them in a race and uh, see who would d- d- deliver on top. But the fact that it was unanimous does surprise me a wee bit. Obviously, Typhoon Tim was outstanding throughout the season, um, but there's a couple of other dogs that maybe deserved a vote or two. But anyway, um, Typhoon Tim takes the glory there. Indeed. Um, obviously, we knew that uh, Lisa Cole was the trainer of the year, 693 wins, so that kicked the night off. And uh, Sammy Phillips was named the strike rate trainer of the year because we knew that as well with that narrow UDR win uh, over Karen Walsh, uh, stayer of the year, no keeper. Then we had the sprinter of the year, which was the first of the categories where we thought, OK, you know, who might win this? There might be a bit of anticipation in and around that. Then, then there was the middle distance greyhound of the year. Now, look, I, I know obviously you've got a vested interest here uh, with your dad training Tal Bingo Bale and a dog that you have a lot to do with in, in your own work with, with the team. But up against Opawa Superstar and, and Charlotte Lou, and it was a very, very good category once again. And uh, Opawa Superstar came through with a unanimous decision, but Tal Bingo Bale and Charlotte Lou had um, you know, really fairly compelling cases as well. Yeah, definitely can't knock either of them, Rosso. Um, Charlotte Lou had a had a very good season, and obviously so did Tal Bingo. But Superstar was just just probably that wee bit ahead of them, and uh, he probably he, he probably was the was the was the dog of, of the season, so to speak, and he, he probably does deserve that title. So well done to them, and uh, yeah, like you say, another unanimous decision. Must be must be easy being on these panels. Uh, not as easy as it sounds, Dan. Got to say, <laughs> um, just just with Tel Bingo Bale, you you you've made a, a pretty decent point in the past that obviously a power superstar in terms of uh, Group One wins and also uh, some Group One placings, etc., and getting some sort of black type on the board, so to speak, for these awards. Well, he does get to to race in his own age group, whereas Tel Bingo, of course, is up against you know the hardened season campaigners uh, right throughout, and um, you know. I, is is there? Do you think a um, even even a potential category for uh, almost free for aller of the year, if you like? Yeah, potentially. Um, obviously, a lot of superstars, sort of bigger wins, maybe came in the restricted age company. I mean, he definitely um, 
won the black type races and and open grades open open age races as well so i think there is maybe potential to look at it but that might just be me being upset that we came second or third (laughs) (laughs) i mean the great thing is of course that opawa superstar in in a number of years dan could easily have walked away with the greyhound of the year overall and ultimately you know ran second to, to to no keeper but again was a unanimous decision in the overall greyhound of the year but I think it speaks pretty well to our breeding industry that we have these two dogs no keeper and Opawa superstar in the same year and then when you throw in dogs like Charlotte Lou and we could name screes of others as well the breeding scene isn't looking too bad yeah definitely I was actually gonna I was gonna um put mention to that to you last night in fact and it's it's outstanding and of course um no, no keepers, royally New Zealand bred, isn't he? Obviously, superstars comes from an Aussie sire, but but uh, yeah, no, it speaks volumes for the New Zealand breeding at the moment, and, and I think it's only going to get better. And of course, the imports still play their part, and uh, of course, your father's uh, had uh, a number of them over the years that have done a terrific job, and some of them have been greyhounds of the year, and I think we still need the Talbingo Bales, obviously, um, to um, to put. Uh, you know, some emphasis, some boost, some some strength around the uh, the top level middle distance racing because we can get a bit thin there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, personally, I I definitely think we need we need these imports coming over, especially the the top line imports, and uh, it certainly does add add to the racing and makes it a lot more exciting. Mm. And and of course, uh, one or two might be able to uh, add a bit of uh, impetus. Uh, at stud as well. Obviously, we're getting uh, dogs like American Warrior throwing some some good runners in a. I do think, I, I do hope uh, in a season or two we'll see some decent Federal Morgans as well around. Yeah, yeah, and he was an excitement machine and he's even gone back to Aussie and, and um, serving a few bitches over there. So people definitely want to use him. It'll be interesting to see how his dogs go uh, in New Zealand in the coming years. And um, Dan, sort of later in the night, um, we had uh, some, some pretty interesting awards, some special achievement awards and obviously a couple of people uh, inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. The really intriguing award for me was the overall Greyhound Racing New Zealand Board Youth Award, and we had uh, six winners to choose from. February winner Maddie Hamilton, March winner Alec Cole, April winner Riley Evans, May winner Corey Steele, June winner Rian Farrell, and July winner Sammy Phillips. Well, <laughs> it's almost like being asked to choose your favourite child because they all have <laughs> compelling cases. <laughs> and the ultimate winner, and it's a $5,000 award, so it's quite significant. Of course, they got $500 monthly awards. It uh, it was Riley Evans, and a popular winner, of course, but there would have been other popular winners too. This was potentially, well, for me anyway, one of the most highly anticipated awards of the night, I think, and uh, I, I actually had no idea which way it was going to go. It was... Um such a such a strong lineup of uh, of deserving candidates and uh, yeah obviously well done to Riley he's pocketed the the five k um, award and well done to him and we will have him on at half past twelve we might find out what he's going to spend that five thousand dollars on and um, yes it uh, it better be good um, and and of course this award is now continuing into the new season I think it's a tremendous initiative from Greyhound Racing New Zealand and I think Sarah Clawson was. Uh, the brainchild behind it, and the Greyhound boards got behind it, which is excellent. Um, Dan, who won the September award? <laughs> well, I don't think it's officially been announced, but I think my name might be getting oh. put down there. <laughs> okay. Well, I was told last night that I could actually mention it. I didn't quite find the right time. 
So I'm thinking we can mention it now. Congratulations, Dan, $500. How are you going to spend it? Uh, to be fair, I've actually just bought an import over from Australia and I might use it to uh, cover the registration fee. Okay, no, good for you. And, uh, and to further uh, Greyhound Racing in New Zealand, I hope it's a, a very good import uh, that you can use further down the track. Um, so well done to all of those award winners, obviously. And uh, in the breeding side, uh, Dam of the Year, I thought this was pretty close, actually. Um, tea Time got that uh, over Kissing Gwyneth, No Jinx, and Opawa Tab. Congratulations to, uh, to Josie Arthur and, and Donald Arthur. Um, New Zealand-based sire of the year went to, uh, to Thrilling Boris. Gary Harding and, and Karen Walsh, she's done a really good job, Boris. Um, and the Special Achievement Awards, uh, one went to Minnie's Fantasy, so another award for uh, Jose and Donald Arthur. Uh, Minnie's Fantasy left two daughters who then produced the New Zealand Derby winner and the New Zealand Oaks winner in the season, which is outstanding. Jemima T uh, left Diego Gem for the Derby and uh, Tea Time left Charlotte Lou for the New Zealand Oaks. Deb Edlin received a Special Achievement Award too for her Facebook group, A Greatness, G-R-E-Y-T-N-E-S-S. And Deb... Hasn't been all that well, so uh, Deb Edlin, look, all the best uh, to you and thank you for all the, the good work that you've done correcting misinformation relating to our sport through uh, your greatness Facebook page. And then, Dan, before we leave this, two Hall of Fame inductees, Magic Command, who was just a marvel in the late 80s, won 50 of 73 starts. Ron and Rosemary Blackburn had their dog finally inducted into the uh, Hall of Fame. That was supposed to happen last year, but because of COVID, we didn't have it, of course. And probably the tearjerker of the night, Dan, um, Trevor Wilkes, the uh, retired after 43 years commentator at Christchurch, received a standing ovation as he was placed in the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Hall of Fame. Yeah, certainly was emotional, that one, Rosso, and uh, as, you, as you said, a standing ovation, which is uh, well-deserved, I think. He, uh, he definitely deserved a standing ovation, and um, I'd quite like to go back and uh, watch that on film, I reckon, um, probably be one of those sort of things where you get goosebumps up the back but definitely deserved it old Trev he's a absolute legend of our game and uh, we wish him all the best in retirement and, and he's thoroughly deserved his Hall of Fame Indeed he has and um, yes everyone stood uh, to a person there and it was very genuine and just a, a wonderful vibe when that was announced so they were the Greyhound Awards last night at the Christchurch Town Hall I think we might talk to a couple of recipients coming up shortly very soon here on Dog Speed with Greyhound Racing New Zealand, we will chat with Gary Cleave, the overall Greyhound of the Year, no keeper. Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts here. Remiss of me too, not to thank the Trot Talk boys who were on prior to us, Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor, because they sponsored a couple of awards at the Greyhound Awards last night. Very generous gesture uh, from the pier uh, with the, uh, the box seat sponsoring the strike rate trainer. The box seat's back this week too, by the way, uh, Wednesday. 21st for all the build-up to Cup Week. You can get that on uh, HRNZ uh, website and uh, played on Trackside as well. And Michael Guerin uh, sponsored the overall Youth Award as well. So thanks to Greg and to Mick. Well, the uh, overall winner named last night, the New Zealand Greyhound of the Year's No Keeper. And Gary Cleave joins us now, the trainer of the dog. Gary, uh, morning after, what does it mean to you and to Gaylene to have bred, raced and trained a New Zealand Greyhound of the Year? A very proud moment last night. Um, been involved in the sport a long time and uh, 
to get up on stage and be handed the trophy and uh, reflect on some of the names um, inscribed on the trophy on the back um, was was very touching. Very very proud of the dog and very lucky to have been part of the the ride, um, which was no keeper's season. Gary, tell us about the dog, Kevin. Let, take us inside his kennel. What, what's he like day to day? And, and at what moment did you realise you, you had something pretty special on your hands? Um, it was always the pick of the break-ins, um, sort of going back to when we broke him in probably 18 months ago. Um, as a dog, he's uh, pretty low-key, pretty um, relaxed around the kennel, uh, but he has a switch that sort of turns on come race time and um, he can become a bit of a handful with uh, wanting to get on with the job. But, um, yeah, no, a real nice dog. Gary, you know, some people might think, oh, well, you've got a fast dog and, 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 and it's easy. You just turn him out week after week and, and, and there you go, he wins. But it's not as easy as that and we know that. Have there been times in the season where you've been troubled and challenged by him? Um, one of the big issues we had, um, like he's sort of racing month to month, sort of chasing these big features, um, generally like to give him a, a race in between, but, um, yeah, one particular meeting at Palmerston North, I went and saw the stipes, um, earlier in the day and sort of requested a, a pre-race swab because we sort of had, um, challenges catching the boat and, um, yeah, the site's reply was, you know, leave it to me, you'll catch the boat. And um, as the meeting progressed and events occurred, um, no keeper broke the track record and the site sort of uh, nabbed me after the race and sort of said, because you broke the track record, we have to swab you. But to speed the process up, um, we can take blood, um, which I hadn't sort of done before with Kev. Um to cut a long story short, the um, taking of the blood sort of went wrong and uh, a big hematoma formed in his neck and um, bruising and, um, yeah, eventually came right, um, you know, after a week. But, um, yeah, just sort of little behind-the-scene has, behind hassles that you have um, when things don't always go to plan. Indeed. Look... Gary, the silver collar is clearly the standout race on his CV and the way that he won it was quite extraordinary. Um, do you personally see that as his best performance of the season? Um, probably his best performance. Um, you know, he was so dominant in his heat and then um, things didn't go to plan in the final. He sort of messed the start up a wee bit and had plenty to do um, throughout the race. It was just you know, get up and get some money, um, you know, with this huge stake on offer. Um, I would have been just as proud to have walked away with third or fourth prize money um, where he was sort of situated in the early running. Uh, but to get up and win was, um, yeah, perhaps the pinnacle of his career. Um, but probably the proudest moment was um, going to Australia and sort of taking on the big boys there. And um, I sort of thought he, you know, sort of held his own and... Um, competed with the best. 
Gary, firstly, congratulations, mate. You had an absolute field day at the awards uh, last night. No keeper cleaning up. Um, as you just spoke about then, obviously Australia, he's come back. Uh, firstly, how, how, how did he come through the Australian trip? Obviously, we've seen him race on Thursday night and, uh, again, a very dominant performance. Were you expecting that off the back of the big Aussie trip? Um, we weren't planning on lining him up. Um, Galen sort of thought we'd... Um, change things up with um, other members of our staying team and, and nominate them for a 700 and see if there were any sort of other takers on the night um, at nomination time and um, sort of close to nom time there were sort of five there and Galing sort of said oh if we, if we sort of include no keeper in the noms we'll make a field of six we'll definitely have one and when the fields come out we sort of had a, a field of seven which was good to see and um yeah, he was perhaps a wee bit underdone, but um, still went out and did the job. Yeah, he um, he was. I thought he was super impressive, and uh, I probably wasn't quite expecting such a bold showing. But uh, no, he he uh, he put pay to them. That's for sure. What what are you sort of aiming for next in terms of where Kev goes? Um, well, cup week sort of coming round. You know, it's sort of not too far away. Um, probably like to sort of fill in between now and then. Um, with perhaps another couple of staying races. Um, there was meant to be a, a feature meeting at Wanganui schedule, but um, how they're placed with the uh, resurfacing there, I, I'm not sure whether that meeting will go ahead. Um, yeah, I, ideally he's sort of stamping himself as a 700-metre dog. Um, there's a few new kids on the block that are sort of stepping up over the 600, Gold Star Kalido and Apawa Chrissy are, Obviously, two that can um, step and go. So, um, yeah, we'll just sort of look to place him to his best. Um, he sort of far exceeded what we sort of expected of him as a dog. Um, you know, if he retired tomorrow, we would be still immensely proud of what he's achieved. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just look after him and, and try and place him to his best. Gary, I can tell you that uh, October the 14th meeting has now officially been moved to the Manawatu, but it will be a premier meeting. There will be premier stakes and there will be feature races, including a distance. So um, we'll welcome you back any time, mate. You've got two track records there with uh, with no keeper. You've got a, a good number of young dogs around at present, it would seem, too. Uh, Gary, you and uh, and Gaylene and the team, the family, of course, all there last night with uh, Anthony and, and Sydney, your children. children. I remember them from being very young children, but adults now, of course. Um, are there any amongst your young dogs that we should be looking out for? I'm not suggesting there's another no-keeper sitting there, but uh, a name or two that we should, should uh, keep an eye on? Um, I qualified two on Friday. Um, the dog that runs second, a dog called No Expense, um, strikes me as a... He's actually a half-brother to No Keeper, so he strikes me as a um, a high-speed dog. Um, early breaking stages, I sort of labelled him as a potential derby prospect. He's, he's got good early toe, um, just struggles a wee bit um, the later stages, so probably the 450s more he's go. Um, but yeah, a very, very nice dog by the Punka Blazer. Excellent, Gary. I have written that down. Gary, um, thank you for coming on today and 
Um, the thing about a dog like no keeper is that we all feel like we, we have a part of him and uh, we love to see him get out and, and, and win. So we, we wish you all the best because we, we know it's not easy and the pressure's on. Uh, and for dogs like him, pretty much every time they race, uh, the big money is up. So we wish uh, you and Gaylene and the, the family all the best in the upcoming months with no keeper. Right, thank you, Kylie. Thanks for your, all your kind words. And um, yeah, looking forward to this upcoming season. Indeed, Gary Cleave, the uh, the trainer of No Keeper. Not just that, though. Um, it's a it's a deep Cleave breed. Uh, no Keeper. If you go back through uh, the pedigree, well done again to him, Galena Anthony, and Sydney. You're listening to Dog Speed on SENZ. Mark Rosanowski and Dan Roberts, one of the most hotly contested categories at last night's awards was the Youth Award, and there was a $5,000 prize attached to the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Youth Grant, and an outstanding field of six that any one of the six could have won. Well, ultimately... It went to Riley Evans, and we'll talk to Riley right after this. Mark Rosanowski and Dan Robertson, respective cheers today as we look back on the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Awards at the Christchurch Town Hall from last night. And the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Youth Award, look, from February, the Greyhound Racing Board have been announcing a monthly winner for a youth award, $500 attached to it. In the February winner, the inaugural winner was Maddie Hamilton. March winner was Ella Cole. April winner, Riley Evans. May winner, Corey Steele. June winner, Rian Farrell. July winner, Sammy Phillips. And I must admit, reading through them and a couple of ones since as well, that it does give me great heart as to the future of Greyhound Racing with these young people involved and what they are able to achieve over the next, uh, hopefully, few decades. Last night, a $5,000 Ultimate Award uh, was announced, and that went to Riley Evans. Now, Dan Roberts, I'm going to come to you first here because I think you're going to go straight for the jugular here and ask the tough question of Riley. I think the first question I'll ask is, uh, Riley, well, firstly, congratulations. When uh, Rosso was giving us the Ryan Seacrest build-up, what were the emotions like sort of going through you as we anticipated what name he was going to call out, obviously being yours? Oh, I, was, I was pretty nervous. I knew I was a good chance. We'd had a, I'd had a really good season, and, and I, I sort of almost picked myself in the top couple, which is, probably sounds a bit ruthless, but I, I sort of backed myself a little bit. I didn't want to be too confident, but... I was pretty nervous, but Rosso sort of almost half looked at me, and I thought, "Oh, maybe I'm a chance here." And then, yeah. as soon as he said my name, that's I was more nervous after that because I knew I had a speech to make. <laughs> and very well spoken, you were, Riley. Um, well, we won't beat around the bush. Five thousand. How do you think you're going to go about spinning this on uh, on your self development? Um, I've been saying for a while since. Uh, the last at least half a year that I want to go to Aussie and learn off some of the big guns over there and, and sort of if I can spend a couple of weeks over there and learn off some of the top trainers over there would be good. So that's that's definitely the first thing I want to do and then we'll sort of go from there after that. Sounds terrific, Roddy. Congratulations from me. Um, I, I can tell you I had this really bright light in my eyes so I may have been looking at you but I didn't know I was. Uh, but uh, obviously... Um, it's been a heck of a season. Now, I got to call a couple of uh, meetings at the end of the season there at 
at uh, Addington and you were sitting on 249 wins and I thought, well, surely I'm going to call you 250th and I didn't. I thought, well, you'll get it at the end of the week and you never got it at the end of the week. You finished fourth on the Premiership. You trained 249 winners, which is outstanding. But did did it just annoy you a touch not to get 250? A little bit. It was pretty frustrating. We were we're sort of sitting, I think we're sitting at 247 uh, with a week to go and we we knocked we got up to two forty nine on like the Monday and we had three days left of racing and I said to Dad I said I'm surely I'm going to hit it just to get that another milestone two fifty sounds a lot better than two forty nine but <laughs> yeah two forty nine still good but yeah two fifty on the dot would have been pretty perfect but it is what it is. Hey, look, you mentioned that word milestone. Are, are you one for milestones or targets or, or goals? What's your philosophy around that? Obviously, we want, we want to go better every season, but there's going to become a point where, where that gets pretty hard to do if, if we when we um, have a real good one. But yeah, sort of yeah, that's all I want to do is keep improving and keep learning. And and yeah, milestones is some. It gets to a point where I feel like it's going to be pretty hard, but yeah, just keep improving. Sort of our main thing. Having achieved a lot in a short space of time, where, where do you see Gold Star Racing? Progressing from here. It's a bit of a tricky question, Rosa. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. It's especially especially no, after a night it. like last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just I just want to. Um, I'd love to win a big one with with one of our own breeds or a gold star dog. Is is probably the only other thing I want to tick off sort of soon. It's not not really too long of a plan like a, a long plan at the moment. Like I feel like what we've got going now is pretty good. But, yeah, the main the main thing that I would like to do one day is win a big one, just so I can take it off the list. Roddy, you've actually got a uh, couple of dogs in a nice race on Tuesday, uh, the Invercargill Cup, $10,000, um, and Gold Star Cardito, perhaps your uh, headline dog at the moment, uh, out there in Box 8, and Gold Star Nolan, uh, there with box number two. What are you expecting for your two charges in the cup come Tuesday? Yeah, I think I, I think they always they are both good chances. Nolan's sometimes a little prone to missing the jump, but I dropped her back to a two nine five on um, Thursday, and she ran a real good race and, and got round a couple of good dogs early and and whisked away to a good win. And then Carlito, he's he's in the best shape of his career and he's won six from his last seven so the only miss he's had was last time to Invercargill and that was his first trip down there first time on the track a whole different experience for him but it was a really eye-catching third, uh, fourth I thought just for first time on the track and he and he got absolutely smashed early and he ran home good just to even make it through so if he gets a good run um, then he's always a chance I, I back him in any race he goes in there. when he turns up he, he can hang with some of the best of them Riley, uh, you sound pretty bright and bubbly, but uh, just what time did you get home this morning, mate? Uh, we're celebrating for quite a while with uh, <laughs> Jackie J's first winner on um, Friday night. So we didn't. I think it was about five thirty. Uh, I got in, and oh, I think Jack was a little bit behind me. So <laughs> it was a pretty big night, but I pulled up all right. Is the hangover set in, or are you still a bit on the tipsy side? Do you think? No, I'm actually, uh, I was a little bit hungover when we wake up, woke up, but I've, I've been pulling up all right for a wee while, so yeah, I'm pretty good today. <laughs> uh, Riley, 
<laughs> we'll ask, what, what do you think your highlight of the season was this, this season just gone? Just well, just we had that. We had a couple good letters with with Nolan and Porsche and uh, the couple other good ones in there, Shaggy, and just having winning a couple good um, good open class races um, in C five, and and that that letter's probably been the highlight of the season. Just they've been so good for us, and we we didn't really win anything too big last season. We sort of just just winning races all the time but it wasn't really anything big but I'd say oh, the only other one would be Nolan uh, no sorry Goldstar Linda going um, 16.85 at, um, at Eddington she's second fastest last season and, and I think it's close to one of the fastest ever around Eddington you can't you're going pretty good if you're going that fast so I can't think of too many dogs that have gone much faster than that I know there's Diego Jim and and Bolty and that, but she's in. She's in with the top few of them that, uh, to ever go around Eddington in the sprint. So that was pretty cool. Righty, we better give a big shout out to your parents, uh, Steve and Bonnie, uh, from the uh, Gold Star operation, of course. Now you mentioned breeding in there, and I'm just wondering, in terms of, do you have a uh, a specific breeding program, and and how big a part of that are you? Yeah, um. Yeah, like you said, with my parents, and, and I said last night, I owe all my success to them, and, and I'll be the first to admit that I got given a good opportunity, and I was never really going to say no. Um, but as a way of breeding, it's sort of, that's more dad's forte, and, and I haven't really wrapped my head quite around that yet. It, uh, it probably sounds a bit simpler when you're saying it, but the way he looks at breeding and what he wants to do in that, some, it, it hasn't quite... Um, hasn't quite got with me yet but it's something that I'm wanting to learn but yeah that mostly comes down to dad and and mum helps him quite a lot with that too. And Riley for those who haven't heard you talk on SENZ in the past but um, you're a bit of a bit of a speed freak too on the speedway so uh, how are you sort of combining all that with your uh, with your greyhound racing at the moment? Yeah sometimes it gets a bit tricky um, do, do some big big hours on the dogs and then I've got to try find uh, 20 odd hours to spend in the week um, to try and get that ready for, for each race meeting gets quite tough but we make it work and me and Dad spend a lot of time out in the shed um, we've just had a big off season and we're coming back from that and yeah it keeps us quite busy but we've got a couple of our good friends that, that do the dogs that um, help us Sandy and Janine um, they come along to the race meetings and, and it's a good um, it's a good thing for all of us to do yeah, awesome, Roddy. Hey, uh, my head hasn't stopped thumping since you mentioned 5.30. Do appreciate your time. You're sounding great, mate. You really are. Um, so good on you. Congratulations once again, uh, Riley Evans. Sweet. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. That was Riley, big winner last night, the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Youth Grant of $5,000. Now, Riley, in that interview, mentioned Jackie J. Now, <laughs> we better explain that. That's uh, a man called Jack Johnson right now. Uh, Dan, last night I mentioned Jack Johnson's win with his first ever starter on Friday at Addington, and it got one of the biggest cheers of the night. <laughs> he's uh, he's a great young kid, uh, young Jackie J, and he's he's very well liked throughout the industry. Uh, hence the big chant he got when you mentioned his name. And uh, Dan, we're going to chat to him uh, right after this. Looking forward to this, Jack Johnson. Yep, eighteen years of age. Gets a dog in his name, 
called Allegro Marshi. Gets box number one, wins first up. Very popular winner out of uh, Friday night. We'll talk to Jack right after this. And we've been doing a bit of a wrap-up of the Greyhound Racing New Zealand Awards dinner held at the Christchurch Town Hall last night. Our last guest was there, and he is a young man by the name of uh, Jack Johnson, 18 years of age, who took his first dog to the races on Friday night, uh, trained in his name, Allegro Marshi, drew box one, came out and won. Substantially backed in, I must uh, add as well. Now, I'm going to throw straight to you, Dan Roberts, because Allegro Marshi's prior two wins, he was trained by you. Jack Johnson takes over, picks up a win. Jack's on the line. I'm looking forward to the story. I'm going to let you create it for us. I might have given the dog up too early, Rosso, but before we get into the nitty-gritty, Jack, Riley mentioned that you might have outstayed him last night, so we'll make Rosso's head thump a little bit more and just tell us what time you got home this morning. Um, probably quarter to six, maybe, in the hotel, six o'clock. <laughs> oh, the exuberance of youth. <laughs> he doesn't sound quite as chirpy as Riley did, but anyway, Jack, firstly, congratulations, mate. One from one. Now, typically you're not, you weren't born into the Greyhound racing. Obviously your dad's the the prestigious Chris Johnson, the magic man, so to speak. How did you sort of get involved in Greyhound racing? Uh, I was just really a 14-year-old boy at school just looking for a part-time job and I got a part-time job for Dave and Jean Fahey. So horses have never, sorry, continue, keep going. And then just from there, just keep getting into it and into it more, more and more. So horses is something that's never really taken you by interest? No, I did ride when I was a bit younger and that, and then I got into kids' carts and that, but by the time, when I got told for that, I just had enough, really. Fair enough. And obviously, you, as you mentioned, you've worked for Gene and Dave Fahey, and then you've gone to work for Matt Roberts, and, and now you're at uh, Andy and Janine McCook. So plenty of experience going around there. Allegro Marshi, you nominated him for Friday. He came up with the ace, Ali. You would have been pretty excited to see that. Yeah, well, Janine nominated him. She was still in her name because I was just going to scratch if he drew bad. But he drew one, so I got the paperwork done as quick as possible. <laughs> you sound like a harness trainer, mate. You're just going to pull out when the draw's no good. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you would have been pretty confident. Obviously, we know he's a dead set railer. This dog. You would have been pretty confident when, when he when he drew the red. He jumped. He jumped probably yeah. the best he has. Uh, I couldn't get him to come out of the boxes that good when I was training him. And and as Rosso said, he'd had eight trainers in, in about a fortnight. Can you give us a bit of an insight to the story around that? Yeah, well, just because just I was still not 18 when I got to Janine, so he went in under her name until I turned 18 and got my licence. So uh, you, you, you let off a pretty big salute on Friday when you were walking back to the podium, Jack. Did You looked like you might have got a buck or two. Yeah, I got a couple. couple. <laughs> What's next for Allegro Marshy, Jack? Where's he going from here? He's uh, in on... Tuesday, but he's drawn six, and Diamond Giorgio, he's quite a nice dog, and one, he'll probably be the toughest to beat, but could run placing, hopefully. Jack, um, what's your ambition in the sport? You've got Allegro Marshy at the moment. Have you got any other dogs at this stage, and where do you see this taking you? 
Um, hopefully, I can do this for my career. This is what I want to do. Um, I've got five pups that are coming back into work. A few of them look pretty handy. I bred them myself, and Mark and I own them. And then I just bought another one, Nighthawk Angel off Matt, who's just coming back. She's had a few weeks off. And then I've got eight pups that are about six months old in the paddock, just getting older, hopefully. <laughs> older and faster, hopefully, Jack. Um, that's, um, yeah. that's quite impressive numbers you're starting to talk about there. So so what's what's your setup? Where are you set up exactly? Um, Matt and Janine McCooks have got seven kennels out there. Marvellous. Now, I see this uh, dog's race by the Josh and Jack partnership. Now, you're the Jack, so who's the Josh? Um, he, he owns a bit of this other pup that are one of the five. Um, but full credit to him, he found this dog, and he wanted me to train it, but Dan took it until I got my licence in that. But full credit to him, he found the dog and all that, so it's good we buy. Yeah. Um, so, Jack, obviously um, Dan's mentioned uh, your dad, uh, Chris Johnson, one of the uh, the greatest jockeys that we've ever had uh, in, in New Zealand. And I think your mum, Belinda, there was was running a few dogs there for a while too. So um, has has your, has it sort of been you getting into to greyhound racing that, that maybe kindled a little bit in the family as well? How's it worked? Yeah. Yeah, mum had a few. Just we had There was a few there under her name when I was still younger and that but now she's just we've got a few like the rearing yards and that so she just feeds the pups and that and got rid of the horses she did ok so there's another another one there that has seen the light eh Jack? yeah yeah <laughs> what 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 does your dad think of, tra- of you training greyhound winners? yeah he's I haven't actually talked to him since then since that night but he's He's like, mum and dad have been huge supporters of me getting started and getting behind me into this. Good on you, Jack. I tell you what, you got a, a decent amount of support last night, judging by the reaction uh, when I uh, talked about your win on Friday. So well done to you, Jack, and I uh, hope that second win comes soon. Yeah, thank you, hopefully. Cheers. That's Jack Johnson, 18 years of age, one start, one win. That's all right. Got one minute to talk, Dan, about the Colin and Orma Gray Memorial Invercargill Cup Final 109 on Tuesday. We've talked to Riley Evans about his couple in there. Uh, from the Craig Roberts barn, uh, Craig, Corborn Carty and Carlos Jewell. Dan, what can we expect? Well, Cardi really impressed me uh, first up over 4.57. It was his first go over the middle distance, and uh, he went a 25.80, which I think was almost about half a second or close to faster than the, the other heat. Obviously, he was drawing the red rug, and that which helped. Um, I can't see any reason why he can't back that up and, and go another really good race. Excellent. Um, Carlos Jewell, um, he's got a pretty moderate record at, at Ascot, but um, a pretty good second behind Speedy Sue, albeit in that slower heat. Yeah, his racing style sort of suggests that he's, he shouldn't really be much of a one-turn dog, but to be fair, he's gone some really good races on one-turn tracks. I'm sure you'll remember back to, to Palmy when he oh, yeah. almost nosed out Federal Infrared, but um, yep. he's super strong, so if uh, there's, a, there's a lot of speed in this race. It could quite easily be a bit of bit of trouble up front, and uh, he, he sure could be the one to capitalise on that.
Yeah, it's a nice field. The defending champion is back. Epic Cruise for Jamie and Phil May and, uh, and Janine McCook. So good luck there. And uh, Brett Connor, of course, has got local trainer with the Speedy Sue. Back-to-back wins, including that heat. Really nice field. Race number 5109, Tuesday afternoon for the Invercargill Cup. That has been this edition of Dog Speed with Dan Robertson, Mark Rosanowski. We have reflected on the Greyhound Racing New Zealand uh, awards dinner from last night. Once again, congratulations to all award recipients, all of the finalists, and indeed for everyone who was there last night because you have all contributed to the great season that we had on the track last season for Greyhound Racing in New Zealand. Until next week, Dog Speed to you, Kakitiano. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.